Hey there, this is Uncle Ed of Uncle Ed and the Gator Boys. I was hoping Billy Bob Boudreaux, a keyboardist, was going to show up today with me for this uh, podcast. But his ankle monitoring bracelet's been malfunctioning again. And he said when he was in his hot tub this morning, he got a mild tingling electric shock all the way up his inner thigh. So he called to say he was going to spend the rest of the day in a hot tub. It's not really a hot tub like those folks out in California got with the lights and the music and such. His actually a corrugated metal horse trough. He says it's solar heated, meaning that the sun warms the water. So we don't switch out the water all that often. And the bubbles come from an Evinrude outboard boat motor he mounts on the inside of the trough. So you gotta be mindful of the propeller in the tub. Plus the conversation's a bit tricky. Anyway, I wanted to fill you in on what's going on down by the Rochambeau alligator farm. Bait has finally gotten him a wife of a few months back. Historically, he hadn't been too successful on the dating circuit. He was popular though. Women thought he was a really good listener and didn't engage in small talk. But he didn't engage in big talk either. They'd finally figured out, most of them anyway, after a few hours, that he didn't talk at all. After all, he didn't have no vocal cords. Of course, he couldn't tell them that. And to be honest, some women never did figure that out and were hurt he never called them back. So anyway, Bate had taken out a subscription to Circus Brides magazine uh, for the want ads. When the circuses were all closing down, there weren't many job openings for uh, acrobats and trampeze artists and the likes. Uh, of course, the clowns were all okay because there was politics to go into. But a lot of performers had to give up their good life and look for a marriage partner. Now, how much stability a contortionist needs is up for debate. They're pretty flexible already, which, by the way, put them in high demand as the marriage partners. But Bate was drawn to a small, skinny gal whose picture seemed to be marred by the fold in the magazine. We're coming to find out later when they met, she actually had a fold right in the middle of her abdomen. Uh, her name's Carice. In a circus, the clowns would fold her in half and put her in a small suitcase or overnight bag. But Bate liked her, partly because she was deaf. Since he couldn't talk anyway, he figured it was a match made in heaven. Now, since Clarice was a mail-order bride, Bate thought she'd be delivered by the post office, and she was. He thought at first he'd checked the wrong box and accidentally ordered the tattooed lady, but it turned out she was just covered in postage marks from all the places the circus mailed her to to save on travel expenses. After they was married, it became their little bedtime game. She said, Bate, where'd you like to go tonight? Bay liked a lot of her destinations, but had a particular fondness for the capital city of Venezuela. There was some excitement out by the Rochambeau alligator and turtle farm a few weeks back. Those uh, boys would drive those lifted pickup trucks like to play a game out in the country where they mow down the mailboxes that got wooden posts uh, with their trucks. Now, there's a mean old Cajun named Robichaud out there by Chalmette who was tired of losing his mailbox every Saturday night. So he pulled up 
an eight-foot section of a railroad track out back of his cabin, wrapped it in wooden pallet slats to disguise it, and sunk it five feet into concrete, then sat on his porch to watch the show. Later that night, the parish police was chasing some moonshiners and went into a slide on the curb by Robichaud's cabin. It would have taken out any ordinary mailbox, but this was no ordinary mailbox, and the police wrapped their cruiser around it like they was hugging. Now, the police car ended up looking like it was an actual part of a mailbox, and in fact, they left the car there, and ever since, the mailman just tossed the mail in the back seat. And that's where old man Robichaud found the summons from the parish police department a few days later. The same day, the weekly mail train derailed behind Robichaud's cabin where the railroad track used to entirely be. The locomotive, mail car, two tanker cars of sorghum syrup, and a flat car of pulpwood took out almost the entire cabin, just leaving the old Cajun sitting on his porch. The irony was not lost on him and for months afterwards would tell the story to anyone who cared to listen, although he was harder to understand than before. Cajun's not easy to understand in the first place, but one whose life flashed before his eyes, particularly Robichaud's life, tends to mumble and leave out some words here and there. So there's an island way out in the Delta. Uh, it used to have a fountain pen factory on it, so it was called Penn Island. And Gumbo and Cuball uh, decided to form themselves a partnership and open up a hidden juke joint uh, in the abandoned factory building. And they were excited to market it with this new technology they heard about called the internet. Uh, they got themselves a book called uh, The Internet for Complete Morons and they built themselves a website where people could log on and get the directions and a secret password to get them through the gate. Well, they started getting some really weird messages and requests. That's when Webster remember he's the smart one, uh, pointed out you could read the name of their website two ways, Island or www.penisland. So that started to make sense for Gumbo and Cuba for some of the costumes people had been wearing. The uh, Mackerel's minor league hockey team of Potipoisson Parish finally won their first game in over 13 years. They played a new expansion team, the Selma Salmons, and to their namesake, the Salmons could only skate one direction, up rink. And once they was all up there, spawning or something, their goal was wide open, so the mackerels were able to take shot after shot for over two and a half periods on their untended goal, and were able to pull out a last minute victory one to nothing. Father Antoine, uh, the parish priest sponsor of the Mackles, suspended for one day the rule about misusing the Lord's name, and almost the entire parish went on down to Bourbon Street in the quarter to celebrate. Unfortunately, the game was on Saturday night, and so the attendance for Sunday morning mass was predicted to be noticeably low. And with the TV cameras from BSPN, uh, that's uh, the Bayou Sports Network. You probably know that already. Well, uh, the TV cameras coming from BSPN, coming to interview Father Antoine. Father was forced to go online to pewsitters.com to fill the pews. 
Now, the pew sitters are notoriously tight financially, so the collection that morning failed to cover the church costs, and Father Antoine was forced to take a draw from the Little Sisters of Unrelenting Mercy thrift shop just to be able to buy bingo cards that evening. Now, Father Antoine was grateful for the respite, though, because the Rochambeaus were among the missing at Mass. Fathers tried in vain to get Mama Rochambeau to move the boys weekly back to Saturday night instead of after church on Sunday. But Saturday night is Dancing with the Stars on television, so that's a non-starter for Mama. The word pew has more than one meaning in Our Lady of Unrelenting Mercy Sanctuary. Now, as you may know, Protestants, well, we call them the unenlightened, tend to be dippers at communion, and we Catholics are sippers. Well, the Rochambeaus are slippers, and they also jostle one another down the aisle to try to be the last one so they can polish off the cup. One time, Father Antoine forgot to order the communion wine from holyvino.com, and he tried to sneak some grape juice by the boys that nearly killed him. I mean, that's a sure thing to cause an uprising amongst the pot of poisson parishioners. It's like they say, are bears in the woods Catholic? You know, I never understood that expression. <laughs> I would think most bears are agnostic at best. I mean, with my experience with bears, I really don't think they put a lot of forethought into their actions. And I don't believe they have the necessary self-discipline for the rigors of Catholicism. I think even all that up and down stuff during Mass will drive them nuts. And don't even get me started talking about the sacrilegiousness of discussing the Pope's bathroom habits. Now, the dollar store in Abita Springs went under last week. It and the Abita Brewery were really the only things worth seeing up there. The dollar store folded because the new 99-cent store opened up right down the street and the dollar store just couldn't compete with it. Gumbel used to get fish for the family for a dollar, what comes from the nuclear waste water holding pond out back of Main Street. He liked that the fish lent a nice festive neon yellow glow to the table setting, but the youngers always made him cut the fish heads off in the kitchen because they didn't like getting stared at by those three eyes. Now he's gonna have to shop at the 99 cent store and have all those loose pennies in his pocket. Mama Rochambeau said it'd be the most sense he ever had. So, I ran out of time again with y'all on this podcast, but I'll be sending you off a little walking music. Don't forget to drop by the website, www.gatorguitar.com, and remember the spelling, and see some of the new pictures of our latest guitars and stuff. So, as we say in the swamps, sign till tomorrow. <laughs>